Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I'm Lyle. And I am Eli. And today we're talking about Love Tyrant. Love Tyrant. Why are we talking about this again? I don't know. <laughs> we just decided to. That's fair. That's fair. I only vaguely recall the circumstances that led to us watching this in the first place. I know we were at your place. And yes. we didn't want to start something serious. Right. So somewhere along the line that turned into you saying, let's watch Love Tyrant. Yes. And then we watched Love Tyrant. Well, we watched part of it. We didn't we watch the entire most thing. We, I, we watched most up, of it. We watched most of it. Well, you already finished it, I believe. But yes. I, I went and finished it on my own, on my own time. It was all right. <laughs> spoiler spoiler giving away my entire opinion personally i quite enjoyed it it's 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 a fun little series it's so dumb it's very dumb it's i make no no secret of that it is it is a very dumb show well as always let's get started with the background so love tyrant is uh anime yeah 20 came out in 2017 EMT Squared, that studio. If you know what I'm talking about, you probably just had nightmares or PTSD flashbacks. This is a studio that I eh. think the only, I think the only other thing going off of my anime list rings that they have that was like more successful than this was Kuma Bear. Like they did Love Tyrant, they did that one with the cats. They cats? did yeah, I don't even know how I would describe it in Yonko days. Oh, that one. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, according to my anime list, they also did Assassin's Pride, which is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. They also did uh, Master Ragnarok, which, if you don't know what that is... Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> uh, this season, presently, they're, they're doing uh, that drugstore isekai. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's not rated very well. Most of their stuff isn't very good. It's it's all very very dumb. Let's see here. According to my anime I'd list, say they I'd say they're not good at what they do, but they stay in business somehow. So <laughs> either they know what they're doing or they're a front for money laundering. <laughs> that is entirely possible. Uh, they're the highest recorded series for score wise is uh kuma 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 bear yeah like i said kuma bear a, uh, at a 7.18 but that has about a third the number of members on my enemy list as love tyrant which is probably their most popular series very closely followed by assassin's pride yes oh that's interesting uh love tyrant is actually second place in terms of score Yes. All their stuff. <laughs> For context, most of their stuff is either in the like mid to high fives or the low sixes. So getting above a six point five is like an achievement for these guys. This show is basically the Love Tyrant is basically the less good version of Nyarlo. I wanna argue with that. <laughs> 
but I can't really argue with that. You can't, I because mean, I'm right. You're not entirely right. You there are subtle differences. Right. Yeah, there are subtle differences. But yeah, fundamentally, it's a less, I want to say less fantastical nyar- Nyarko. Less fantastical. I mean, that's not much of a bar to clear, considering... They literally go to hell at one point. Yeah, but that's only hell. In Yarlo, they went to, like... They went to... Whatchamacallit? Space library? That, too. They went to a whole bunch of crazy places. In Love Tyrant, they just went to... They just went to hell. And in the manga, they went to some other places, too. But... (laughs) The manga is about on par with the show. Uh, the art style in the show is slightly derpier than the art in the manga, <laughs> but... I feel like that kind of works for it, though. I was going to say it does, because as someone with, uh, as some might say, face blindness, uh, without... It, it's it's very hard to tell some of the characters apart at times in the manga. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm, that's interesting. Oh, I know that, like, whenever we watch other stuff... Like, if it's uh, based on the real world and everybody doesn't have, like, anime hair colors, you'll be like, no, wait, is this character the same as the other character? No. They look nothing alike. And you're like, nah, they have the same hair color. That's what I go by. <laughs> it's super convenient for most anime. Uh, I don't even remember what show it was, but we got about halfway through before I realized that what I thought was one character... With just like really schizophrenic writing was in fact two separate characters with only <laughs> my with only mildly different shade of hair. <laughs> to the point where you wouldn't be able to tell unless they were right next to each other. <laughs> what 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 show was that? I don't even remember. I just remember that because we were watching uh a whisker away. Oh yeah. And I got confused again, and I just remembered that moment. <laughs> well, in any case, in um, any case, the art style's derpy, but it doesn't really hurt it. It works. Uh, for, it works since it's you know a comedy. The characters are visually distinct. Very much so. They've all got unique personalities. <laughs> unique. Uh, you are correct. They are unique. I can't really think of any stereotypes in Harem that uh, repeat too much here. Maybe Yandere? Yeah, you got the, the Yandere. Uh, and the Sadist. You know what? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> you know it's going to be a good time when we when there's overlap of Yandere's. <laughs> let's, let's dive right in to the, to the setup of this series. Wait. Real quick, has the director done anything of note? Uh, Not really. He directed a single episode of Black Lagoon. Well, they've, they've done other directing stuff. On, on, his, on his page on my email list, in the comments, someone just wrote, Fuck you for ruining Love Tyrant. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, 
I I don't think you can really ruin that. <laughs> no. No, I don't think you can. You start out at a pretty low level and then you just go you just go lower from there. In any case, let's jump into plot. Plot. And not that plot, the the real plot, the plot plot. Not plot, 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 plot. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into the story. That's what that yeah, that the that plot. Not the other plot. <sighs> Anyways, so our story begins as many do, with a death god showing up on our main character's doorstep. And before you ask Yes, this is a reference to Death Note. There's a lot of references in this series. We're not going to compile them all in this episode. I don't know if it's just because there's translator notes to help, but I feel like there's even more in the manga, actually. I don't doubt it. <laughs> like, but, I'm uh, pretty sure like every line <clears throat> Guri says is a reference to something. Apparently one of the things she randomly said was a reference to a freaking YouTube video. Like a viral YouTube video in Japan. What the heck? Okay, okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of references, and we don't have the time or capabilities to disseminate them all. Or even care enough. That Also that. <laughs> anyway, so our Death God's name, well, Death God, she's actually a Cupid, and her name is Guri. And she has a thing called the Kiss Note, where if you put someone's name into it, and then someone else's name next to it, then uh, they fall in love. And if you just put one person's name into it, then uh, if they don't pair with someone within 24 hours, I think, they'll die. Except it's not they'll die, it's she'll die. <laughs> yes. That is true. She'll die. And uh, her hobby that led up to this is she likes to just find two random guys and pair them together. So I believe she was trying to uh, pair the minister of finance. No, 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 no. Like she was that? trying to pair two like a TV personality guy, Oh, okay. but she misspelled it. So she got him instead. Yes, so that's why character. she had to come find his ass. Our main but character. Then, I know Seiji. <laughs> then to, then to prove that her magical, notebook is real she makes the prime minister of japan and the president of japan start making out on live tv like while they're debating a bill then they fuck off to the netherlands to get married <laughs> <laughs> this happens in the background <laughs> so in any case so our main character is i know seiji he is very boring and generic but yeah. he has blue hair you gotta have blue hair. So let's see here. So he ends up kissing Guri because he misunderstands what she means when, because she just shows up and says, "You need to kiss someone or else you'll die." Yeah. And then it all gets explained, and he's very embarrassed. So he goes to school to go like find someone to pair up with, and he considers his crush. Uh. Red-haired girl. Akane. She's super popular. A lot of, lot of plot on her. 
And she's like a sports star and stuff. She's super cool. And she's also... She's also a yandere. <laughs> who has a massive crush on Seiji. And, uh... She also keeps cookery knives, just like... They're like taped to her back. I think, yeah. Although, I'm pretty sure... She actually has some sort of superpower that allows her to summon them. Yes. Because that's the other thing. There's like a whole like shonen battle anime going on in the background of this. That's like sometimes intersex and it's it's very strange. <laughs> it's very pointless as well. Yes. <laughs> and like, just like some people randomly have superpowers and it's never explained why. It's never even considered weird. That's that's the part that I find strangest, is that only, like, what, like, half a dozen people show these, like, strange powers, but no one ever seems to notice or even care. And they just get pretty, pretty strange. Like, uh, well, Akane can, I guess, summon knives, so... Because, I mean, Akane's mom can summon straight-up swords. That is true. She can also, like, telekinesis swords and throw them around. Yuzu can just create a barrier. Yes. Also, her mom can do that. Uh, pink-haired bitch has access to satanic bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all what it is, but it looks like used chewing gum. And she has she can use it as like tentacles and stuff. Yeah, and like tie people up, hold them down, etc. It looks like used chewing gum. It it does it does. It's very very strange. Um, so yeah, Akane is our Seiji's primary love interest, I suppose, and she tries to kill him because. He accidentally kissed Guri. And then... Uh, whatchamacallit? <laughs> uh, Guri reveals that she decided to write her name... Well, she wrote Akane's name into the book. And then she also wrote her name on there. So now all three of them are in one relationship. <laughs> As mandated by God. Yes. And also, since they're in a relationship with a Cupid, they're now immortal. <laughs> And if they ever stop helping her create more couples, then they all go to hell. Yep. A lot of fun. And there's also Yuzu, who shows up. And she has a massive crush on Oh, this is, this is the greatest thing ever. Because I remember <laughs> this part distinctly. This is the only part I distinctly really remember. Was we're watching it for the first time. I'm watching it for the first time, anyway. And... There's it's like sitting there going on, and she calls her uh, Oni Sama. So I'm like, all right. Uh, they don't even look anything close to related, and they don't even have the same last name. So this is pretty like a respect deal, right? And then her sister's like, even though we don't share the same last name, we're still related by blood. I'm like, wait a minute, what? How does that work? Number one. <laughs> And number two, 
You know, normally they try and go, like, the high road, or at least pretend they're taking the high road, and have them be like, oh, they're not actually related. No, no, it's the exact opposite on this one. (laughs) They don't live together, but they are very much related by blood. They are sisters from the same mister. (laughs) To use the popular phrase. That is very true and 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 so yuzu ends up in this whole love quadrangle i'm not sure what it is at this point it's uh four people so love rhombus let's see seiji likes akane guri doesn't care guri likes everyone true so it's yuzu wants akane and seiji kind of well, she starts out just with Akane. Yeah. Eventually, it becomes a true love rhombus. <laughs> complex r- love rhombus. It's it's very it's very complicated. It's it's a lot of a lot of stuff goes on. <laughs> we still only scratch the surface. Very true. Um, so let's see. Are some other characters of note? Uh, Shikimi who shows up pretty early on, I think. She's the pink-haired bitch I so eloquently described earlier. Yes, she's, um... She's awful. She's vaguely related to Akane and Yuzu. I mean, vaguely, they outright state she's their cousin. Okay, right. It's complicated. (laughs) It's... It's... Whatever. She's the cousin that literally no one likes. Yes, because she has well when she was growing up she got like no respect from anyone and also no attention so she just like steals stuff to get attention well it's 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 both yes they're like all right so she's a latent psychopath so let's just ignore her and just sick her on our enemies whenever it's convenient for us so she's like oh so i should take things from people and break them to make them cry She's awful. Yeah. She's kind of the most evil character in the show. She gets better Not in, much. in the manga, which, cause past the ending of the anime, she gets better. I didn't bother finishing the manga, because, I mean, I almost didn't finish the anime, and, and the manga is basically just more of the same. That's fair. She becomes a less terrible person. Not not terrible, just less terrible. <laughs> Which really, really goes to show how messed up she is. I mean, she straight up molested her sister and tried to rape a dude. This is true. In front of her. This is just true. Just to make her suffer. Yes. This is very true. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's a lot. So anyway, some other characters. Um, Seiji's sister, Aqua. Who shows up and is the focus of a few episodes. She doesn't really do all that much. She's just kind of there. I think she has a crush on Seiji. I don't think that ever gets. Uh, yeah, it never gets realized. Resolved. Yeah, that never gets realized. I think it does get resolved. Yeah, she like realizes maybe she shouldn't bone her brother. And related to Aqua's subplot, she's got a stalker 
that's like been hunting her for years named Stolas. It's uh it's a penguin. It's a penguin. The penguin wants to rape her. Yes. That's that's not that's not exaggeration. It uh it, That is it, that is text. <laughs> it it outright states its desire to breed with her and her consent is not required in this scenario. Yes. Also, it can't talk, so it just communicates by like looking at people, and so everybody can, I guess, understand what it's saying based on its eyes. It's it's very very strange. It's very strange, and nobody really like thinks this is weird either. I mean, they think the penguin's weird, but they don't think it's weird that it's a penguin. They're just like, oh, it's the psycho penguin. Didn't we lock that up to protect the children? (laughs) And something interesting is that, like, people call it a demon, but then Guri and the other, like, heavenly characters have no idea what it is. They're like, "Uh, what the heck is that thing? It's a demon. That's not a demon. (laughs) Uh, gods. Actually, speaking of uh, heavenly characters, Coralie. Coralie, however you say his name. An angel. Oh, God, that thing. (laughs) A biblically accurate angel. (laughs) It's, uh... Not even really, because it's just possessing the body of a cat. Yeah, but when he's not in the cat. Okay. I don't remember that part, but (laughs) I'll, I'll take your word for it. So... It's this angel, and it possesses the body of a cat to talk to, uh, talk to the characters. And also, he's uh, he's Guri's like supervisor, so he shows up to be like, "Hey, don't fuck up." <laughs> and then Guri almost inevitably fucks up. So, um, but anyway, so his his true form is actually just like a head with I think six wings and a shining halo. Yeah, now I remember. It's it's everybody <laughs> for everybody is creeped out by when he's possessing the cat, and everyone but Aqua is significantly more creeped out when he's not possessing the cat. Uh, let's see who else we got. We also got God and the Devil. Well, the Demon King, and he's called Kami, which is God. And it's it's very strange because he's definitely not all powerful. And doesn't wait, doesn't that make Guri basically Jesus? Basically, I mean, she is the offspring of God and the devil. That that is a concerning realization. The last person you want to be Jesus is Guri. <laughs> well, to be fair, Persia also technically makes her the Antichrist at the oh, same time. True. Like I said, <laughs> literally the worst person to be Jesus. And uh, there's also the student council president, I think, or the class rep and Sheesh. the teacher. Oh, right. Yeah, her. That, that subplot. That's like She's... the like third episode, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. I remember because of the whole robbery deal with with the two worst criminals on the planet. Yeah, yeah good times they, they they come out of you know it's not it's not important just it's not important two very at all. incompetent 
uh, criminals. And, but much more to the point, is the class rep who's featured in the opening, but is only important in like one episode. Uh, and her whole subplot is about uh, her and her teacher falling in love with each other. And it's it's very, very, very strange. Very strange. You know, honestly, it's probably one of the least strange things about this show. You know what? That is a good point. That is a very good point. Especially since, if I'm remembering correctly, don't they basically both decide, you know what, it would be incredibly improper for a teacher and their student to enter into a relationship. We should, you know, wait until after either like college or something to make that a reality, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. Aren't we good people? <laughs> yeah, that's and that's that's about it. <laughs> maybe it's just the rest of Love Tyrant being a thing, but <laughs> this whole subplot is significantly less weird than everything else that happens. Love Tyrant isn't even like coherent in terms of what it is. Because it starts out with, like, the first couple episodes of, like, meeting the cast, all that. Then it's like, hey, you have to play matchmaker. So, like, okay, we're going to have the rest of the show be that. Like, they're going to play matchmaker with people. Then the dude gets kidnapped by the pink-haired girl. And that whole mess. And then we briefly turn into, like, shonen adjacent. And they have to have a ninja assault on Akane's compound house. Yeah, because... She's been kidnapped and brainwashed by her parent, or by her mom. Yes, it's very... That, it's a whole more, thing. Then some more crap happens. Yeah. And then Gura became... Not Gura. Gura becomes the fallen angel and goes to hell. Yes. And then that then that becomes the adventure. Rescue her from hell. And they do. <laughs> and uh and that's where the that's where the anime ends. The the manga goes on. I thought it ended not long after the anime, but uh, apparently that's just because that was all the material that was out at the time. Oh, well. Uh it goes on further. They have this like school trip mountain god thing and Something about finding Yuzu and Akane's dad, who's in like some sort of Lotus Eater machine. And also, uh, I think it's Yuzu's mom sends assassins after Saiji. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any more coherent. Yeah, that makes sense. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, there is some, like most of the uh, in between all the big plots, there's a bunch of relationship drama between the main quartet. And by by the end of it, they're they're in a more or less mutual relationship. Like Akane still stabs everybody. Yuzu still lusts after her sister. Guri still tries to make everyone bone each other. Yeah. Pink-haired girl joins the harem at one point. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, 
That's that's a whole lot of nope from me personally. <laughs> that's in the manga. She doesn't stay in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, that's good. she's. I don't. I never got that far. That far, but I think she's just sort of like, you know, like, hmm. Now I have grown as a person, and I no longer have to constantly desire other people's things and ruin them in order to be happy in life. I don't know. Yay! Yay! <laughs> You have become a moderately okay human being. Hooray! Congratulations! There's really not a lot there for Love Tyrant. Yeah. It's mostly on the surface. True. Which is why I kind of said it's the less good version of Nyarlo. Because Nyarlo is basically the kooky uh, harem show. Where a dude finds himself with a more or less unwanted harem of all sorts of strange people. And then supernatural shenanigans happen. But, and also there's tons of memes and references. Yes. But, uh... And so this is basically that, but... It kind of lacks the heart of Nyarlo. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't really like any of the characters in Love Tyrant. That's fair. I mean, you have Akane, who understands she, she's basically you know Gaslight played for laughs. Yep. <laughs> she straight up tries to murder multiple people, and the only reason she fails is because people unintentionally to her turn out to have been immortal the entire time. She's a murderer. Yes. Uh, Yuzu, I mean, she follows her sister in a car to steal her trash to turn into, like, altars <laughs> of her. So, <laughs> that's several crimes right there. <laughs> Guri, she doesn't really do much wrong, but she's just so hilariously dumb and incompetent at even doing her job that it's like, oh, <sighs> main character Seiji's, he's the main character in the harem show. Which means he is bland as all get out. Like, Shikimi is probably one of the more interesting characters, and she's just awful. She's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Aqua's interesting, but she's, like... She has, like, the one episode load about, like, dealing with the penguin situation. Of course, she shows up in, like, the second episode. And then there's... She helped... In the arc where they rescued Akane. And she was there. And then she suddenly wasn't there. And I can't remember if that's because she left. Or she just stopped being relevant. <laughs> and I'm saying in that arc. She was there one scene. And I don't remember her in the next. That's all the impact she had. Oof. And we've already talked about the uh, the class rep. Yeah. Who's... Probably has a whole episode the, dedicated to her. Probably the closest we get to an actual, like, 
decent, healthy relationship in the entire show. And it's, it's there for all of one episode. Well, and it does come up again later. And then immediately gets shoved to the background. Yeah, it comes up later, but not as its own thing, but more as a consequence of the other character's actions. Yes. And also because Shikimi briefly decides, well, pink hair, briefly decides that, oh, I want to mess up this relationship. But that doesn't really go anywhere. Also, Shikimi uh, makes a deal with the demon lord to become a demon. Yes. But that doesn't really go anywhere either. No. I don't even... I remember so little about that last arc. Like, they go down to hell, save Guri. They bring Shikimi back with them because Guri promises to let her join the harem. Because, yeah, you know, she literally sold you out to Satan. But yeah, you know, she can. she could totally be your pal. Well, in any case, I... Don't think we have much more to say about Love Tyrant. It's I don't particularly have much more to say about Love Tyrant. It's a very dumb show. It is very dumb. I recommend at least, you know, check it out. Give it a give it a watch. It's a fun time the first time around. It's just Oh yeah, absolutely. It's watching just, it that second time was god awful. I'll say this, it's it's at least watchable. Uh there are some s- series that I've had to force myself to keep watching. But with Love Tarn, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll put on the next episode. That's fine. I am enjoying it well enough. It's not going to be, like, revelationary, revelatory, or anything like that. It's just going to be fine. Good. Pretty good. Not terrible. But not the best in class. It's watchable. And honestly, if it's watchable, that's fine. I don't I don't care. If it's at the very least watchable, I can deal with that. Cause there are some series that are so unwatchable. It is literally painful to have to force myself to keep watching. So yes. That's uh that's about Love Tyrant. I've been Lyle. And I have been Eli. And this has been Anime Stroganoff.